Let's pray. Father, we welcome you tonight. We thank you for gracing us with your presence. We honor you. And we love you, Lord. Speak to us and help us obey. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Isn't that true of his promises tonight? Why sayest thou, O Jacob? Can I say it this way? Why say you, O Christian? Amen. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Have you ever felt so distant from your understanding of God or the person of God that it seemed as if God was overlooking you, that it seemed as if God hadn't even given attention to your prayer? I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have. I didn't say that I believe that, but I did say that I have felt that way. And if you were honest with yourself, many of us find ourselves in seasons in our life where it doesn't make sense why things are as they are. And we get to questioning, don't we? And we say as if Jacob here was saying to Israel, my way is hid from the Lord and my judgment is passed over from my God. And, and simply God is asking Jacob, why are you saying this? Verse 28, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Now look at that phrase. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I want to preach for a few minutes if the Lord will help me on this thought. Rise above it. Rise above it. One might say, well, how am I to rise above it when I'm so beneath it. Well, it first starts by believing 
in the promise of God's word, which says, and I read again, but they that wait upon the Lord shall mount, uh, renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they, say it with me, shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The reason I can tell you to rise above it is because God tells us how to rise above it. He simply says that it is those that wait upon the Lord that inevitably rise above it. Amen? Now, you may feel like that there's no way out. You may feel like uh, that you're going down for the last time. You may feel like uh, that you've prayed and prayed and prayed, and it seems like, if anything, things have gotten worse instead of getting better. And the devil's begin to whisper lies into your ear, and the devil has caused you to distance yourself from the prayer closet and the devil has caused you to distance yourself from the Bible the devil has caused you to distance yourself from church uh, and the devil has sent people into your life to give you negative feelings and negative vibes and negative experiences about anything spiritual that would otherwise benefit you so as to keep you believing the lie that you never have the ability to rise above what it is that you find yourself beneath tonight. Am I talking to anybody? But the Bible said that we can wait on the Lord and the Bible says that He will renew our strength. The Bible says that we can and will mount up with wings as eagles. So it looks to me like it stands to reason that if you've been waiting and you're still where you're at and you haven't mounted up, uh, that the only thing left to do is continue to wait. For the Bible didn't tell us how long to wait. It simply said, wait. Can I get an amen? I, I wonder if your faith will outlast your trial. I wonder if you can trust God longer than the devil can bother you. I wonder if you can resist the devil long enough for him to finally flee from you. Or are you a little bit less patient than the devil himself? Can you believe God come hell or high water until at last the enemy flees and God draws near and lifts you out of your dilemma? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, he said, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not. In other words, God's not dead and God's not even feeling bad. Amen. God's not weak. God's not anemic. God's not wore out. And God is yet able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his own power. Amen. And it's interesting to me that uh, the question that he asked uh, his servant Jacob in verse 27, Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord? What, essentially what Jacob is doing is speaking a word contrary to the word of God. He's speaking a word that the devil has whispered in his ear. And God comes to him and addresses him and says, Why are you talking like that? Have you ever told your kids, I didn't raise you to talk like that? 
God is saying to his children, I didn't raise you to talk like that. When we get the molly grubs, when we get down and out and feel sorry for ourselves, and we start talking about how bad it is and how bad we feel, and all those things might be facts, amen. Uh, but God would have us to speak above what's going on in our life. He would have us to say what only He says. He would have us to believe what only He has promised us. Can I get an amen tonight? Uh, why are you talking like that? Have you ever suffered from uh, unhealthy chatter in your life? Have you ever suffered from people, and, and a lot of times they direct it directly at you, and sometimes... It's hearsay, and sometimes you just accidentally happen upon it, but you hear somebody say something, or, or you'll imagine that somebody's thinking something, and all this chat, chatter, whether real or perceived, starts floating around in your mind, and all of a sudden you have all these negative connotations about why it ain't going to work out, or why so-and-so must have it out for me, or why that church don't really love me, or why that preacher must have been preaching right at me. Next thing you know, the devil's got all this chatter going on in your brain. It's called to think about all the things that the devil would have you think about instead of what God actually said. And a lot of times, you know what happens? Christians live like chickens when they should be soaring like eagles. Amen? What do chickens do? Well, they're, they're lowly. They can't get far off the ground. I, I, I remember because my neighbor had yard chickens and he didn't keep them fenced. Sometimes they'd cross the dirt road over in their yard. And what i do as a little boy is i try to catch them. And I never was quite fast enough to catch a chicken. But when we get up to the edge of our driveway, there's an embankment, and they could at least jump and fly just a little bit. But it wasn't really flight. It was just more of a glide until they hit the ground again. They couldn't get very high. They couldn't fly, certainly. And a lot of Christians are pecking around on the ground, eating the dirt that the devil's feeding them, instead of listening to God who says that if you wait on me, you can mount up with wings like eagles. You can rise above it. Amen. You can rise above it, but you've got to get your thinking right. You've got to get your talking right. You've got to start. Listen, I, I can tell you what you believe by what you say. You can, tell, you can discover yourself what you actually believe by listening to yourself talk. What do you talk about? What do you say on a regular basis? I'm not talking about when you put under church, the church pressure cooker and we all expect you to give a bright and shining testimony of how you're trusting God. Amen. I'm talking about what do you say when you're all by yourself and there ain't a preacher to hold your hand and pray for you and there ain't a friend to hug your neck and encourage you and you're down in the dumps. What do you say then? Can you encourage yourself in the Lord? Or do you just listen to the lies of the devil that you might as well just uh, uh, accept defeat and accept depression and live in a miserable existence? You know, you're not going to get victory externally until you get victory internally. And I'll say this, if you never get victory externally, you can still have victory internally. Amen? Because my victory is not contingent upon external Amen. Circumstances, carnal circumstances, real world scenarios. My victory is based upon the promises of God's word. I've got to get my thinking ab above the circumstances that I surround myself with. Listen, we live in a real world. We live surrounded by trouble, surrounded by problems. This is why I would advise you, if you're listening to the news depresses you, turn it off. 
Just turn it off. You don't need it. If it's going to rob you of your faith, cause you to pop valiums and worry yourself sick, you're going to have to turn something off and turn something on that's going to feed your spirit, man. Feed your inner man, the Word of God. Feed you with faith and courage and strength. Amen? Because God has not given us the spirit of love, but I mean the spirit of fear, but He's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's what we've got to feed ourselves. So a lot of times, though, what we, what we allow ourselves to do is get in that place where Jacob was. We say, uh, my way is hid from the world. Apparently God ain't hearing my prayers. Nothing's moving. Nothing's changed. Amen. I've been around. I've heard someone bold enough to say it. And I want to just say, say to them, snap out of it. Amen. I don't know who this is for. I'm just being obedient to the Lord. I, have, I don't have a clue who this is for. might be for all of us. It might be for me this time tomorrow. I've done that before too. <laughs> had the Holy Ghost clear his throat, tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, you remember what I had you preach yesterday? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. If you may, you're not going through it now. You might go through it tomorrow. But we can rise above it. That's the message. Rise above the chatter. If you're serving God and you're doing the best you can, somebody's going to be critical. Somebody's going to say something, and they may not even mean a thing by it, but the devil is going to blow that thing up in your mind and make a mountain out of a molehill, and you're going to get discouraged, and you've got to learn how to rise above it. There's just about 5% of the stuff you hear people say is actually stuff you should take seriously. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? You should take people seriously about 5% of the time because most of us don't really have a clue. Can I, can I be real tonight? Amen. Most of us, listen, you worry about what God said. You worry about what God told you to do. You be obedient to the Lord. And if people like it, fine. If they don't, fine. There's two people you don't need to give too much serious consideration to. Your worst critic and your biggest fan. Either one of them can ruin you. Amen. That's right. You don't, you don't need to listen to your biggest fan because they'll have your head blowed up so big you can't tote it around. And you'll think, you'll think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Right? I'll tell you what you do. You just keep your nose in this book. Let the Holy Spirit speak truth to you. Let Him tell you where you are with God and where you need to be and how you need to get there. And don't worry about anything that anybody said. Get, hey, and, and I want you to. I want to say this: Don't worry about the chatter. People, there's always going to be chatter. Somebody's always going to think something, say something, do something, not like something. Well, I tell you what: If I, if it was me, I'd have done it this way, or I'd done it that way. It's always funny how they got the opinion, but they never have uh, the uh, willingness to actually volunteer. You know, it's easier to be a, a, a armchair quarterback. Is that what, is that what they did I say that right? Amen. To call the shots from the nosebleed section. Amen. It's, it's easy to look down there and say, oh, this is the way it should have been done, or that's the way. And you've got to realize that when you're serving God, there's going to be people say that you either should have or shouldn't have or this or that. Get back to what God told you to do and do it and rise above all that chatter. Fly like an eagle. See, if you'll wait on the Lord, it says he'll strengthen your heart. You know, uh, if your heart's not strengthened, you don't have enough strength to do anything else. So he puts strength where strength matters the most. 
It is your spirit. It is your heart that gives you the strength to rise above. Amen? I mean, you've seen people near unto death on the sick bed and praying and believe God for healing and recovery, dying of cancer, but because they had a strong spirit of faith, amen, God enabled them to rise above it because their heart was strong, their spirit was strong. But, the, but you watch people that, that, that die in their heart the day they got the bad news, and typically speaking, they don't last near as long because they lost the fight within. They lost the fight within. God wants us to know how to soar above. And, and I guess this is somewhat, can I use this word in the Southern Baptist Church, it's somewhat prophetic as God blesses our church. Uh, let me rephrase that. I would say predictable. I'm not saying, uh, I'm, I'm not claiming to be a prophet. Amen. But I, will, I predict, it's safe to say, I've been in ministry long enough to say this, uh, I suspect that as God continues to bless our ministry, as people continue to get saved and join the church, and we try new things, and some things will work, and some things will be a flop, and we'll just say, oh, well, and we'll do something different. Amen. Uh, I suspect that we will continue to hear some chatter. Amen. Of likes, dislikes, whatever. You know what we've got to do? Rise above it. We can't live on chatter level. We've got to continue to listen for the voice of God. We've got to continue to be obedient to the Lord. And we're not going to get it perfect. And we're not going to get it right every time. But we can be obedient anyway. And when we falter and blunder and mess up, part of what was in my message, if I would have uh, uh, talked about pursuing your, uh, God's destiny for your life, is uh, learning how to plan, do, check, and adjust. You plan what God told you to do. You do it. Then you check back on it, evaluate it, and then adjust to do it better the next time. Because guess what? You're going to fail from time to time. Amen. And you're your own, own worst critic a lot of times. If nobody else is saying a thing to discourage you, you'll, you'll discourage yourself right into the grave. And there's a lot of ministry ideas that need to be uh, rose to the surface and talked about and planned out and strategized and implemented, but they're in the graveyard of ideas because somebody's living beneath the Word of God in their life where God is calling you forth and God is calling you up to action, to be obedient and to do something for God. But you, you can't get above the noise of your own child. You keep talking yourself out of it. Well, I, I'm not qualified. I'm not uh, energetic enough. I'm not talented enough. I, I don't have the right personality. I don't have the right physique. I don't have this. I don't have that. I, I, I'm not as charismatic as I need to be. And we can come up with all of these excuses, but at the end of the day, the question still remains, did God tell you to do it? Because God never calls the equipped, but he always equips the called. If he called you to it, he'll see you through it. Rise above it. Whatever's holding you back, amen, get it under the blood. If it's sin, get it under the blood and move on. Why are you paying penance for you, what, what's already under the blood? Some people don't feel like they should serve God for at least six months after they've confessed their sin and repented of it to put themselves on spiritual probation to make sure that they got it right. Where is that in the Bible? That's penance. That's not repentance. 
That's trying to pay for your sin in the flesh and try to put yourself under some measurement system by which you should, you, you should sit it out like God's put you on a shelf or something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If it's under the blood, God's chosen not to, for, to remember it against you the moment that you confess it, the moment that you repent of it. That means just as quickly as you repent of it, it's just as quick as you can get back up and start back serving Him again. Now, I understand earning the trust of people is different than being obedient to God. And you may have to work on some relationships, but see to it that you do. Don't give up. Don't quit. Whatever God wants you to do. Amen? Rise above it. That's the message tonight. That's what God's put on my heart. And he said if we'll wait on the Lord, he gives power to the faint. You say, I'm not strong enough. Well, there's, he just eliminated that excuse. Amen. To them that have no might, he increases strength. You can start out with zero strength, and he can increase your strength, even the youth. Uh, you know, this world is so hard on us that you don't have to be uh, an experienced and uh, elderly person uh, to be exhausted emotionally, spiritually, or financially, or physically, or, or mentally. You could be young. And wiped out. You know, that's why we got to be patient with our kids. Because this is a hard, hard world to live in. And we don't need to make excuses for them. And they need the strength of someone to look to them and say, hey, you can rise above it. And we can hold them accountable to their potential. But at the same time, we need to extend a little grace when they cave under pressure and be a positive voice of affirmation in their lives and not one of criticism because criticism will only tear them down that much more amen we can rise above it we don't have to live there in defeat in our mind in the things that we say and, and I think it's interesting that he's addressed what he's saying because what he's saying is what he actually believes in his heart and your actions are based ultimately on your belief system so if you don't believe that you can be effective for God, then you will not act towards trying to do something for God. The biggest cause for inactivity in the church today is people's lack of confidence to be able to do anything effective for Him. And they see those that rise up to the challenge and do well and say, well, I'll never be that good. I'll just sit back and let them carry on them but there's no way I could do that not realizing that God needs a million others just like him because the world is too big for one person to reach you got to rise above all that those excuses the chatter all the reasons we give for why we can't be effective why we shouldn't be effective why we're too tired why we're too this or why we're too that hast thou not known hast thou not heard the everlasting God the Lord the creator of the ends of the earth faints not. Amen. He's not weary. There's no searching of his understanding. Uh, what that simply means is there's no way that you'll ever discover a complete understanding of him in your finite being. He's inexhaustible. And we are inexcusable. We have the word of God. God done told us what to do. God done told us he has the power. God done give us the assignment, and we're still making excuses. We've got to rise above the chatter. Amen.
I don't know how this applies to you, but what I'm trying to do is provoke one another to love and to good works. Uh, I, I may preach soon on a message that I might entitle what it means to be plugged in. Uh, you hear me use that phrase a lot when I'm preaching. What it means to be plugged in. But God has to put that hunger down deep in your spirit before it ever manifests outwardly. Because what I'd rather see happen is God inspire you to where you're motivated by your love for Jesus. Then I have for me to give you a list of things I need you to do for the church. And then you reluctantly do it until you fizzle out. And then I'm left in the same place I was to start with, except now you're disgruntled because you asked ask you to do something you really didn't want to do, but you did it begrudgingly. Amen. That's, that's how a lot of churches end up uh, bitter and frustrated, is, uh, is people uh, are almost coerced and forced, and their arms are twisted into doing things. And, it's, and, and we really can't blame anybody for it. I mean, what is a pastor supposed to do when he don't have a whole lot to work with? He's going to go to the only people he has in his church. Amen. There's nothing wrong with raising our level of expectation with one another. I think the primary responsibility is upon the one being asked to serve, to search our hearts out and ask God to create within, our, uh, create within us a new spirit and a right spirit. Amen. A clean heart and a right spirit. So that we can serve God with the right attitude. So that we can step up and do what needs to be done. And we can do it according to the, the guidelines of Scripture. Which, which means that we are to do all things to the glory of God. And the Bible says whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And the Bible teaches us to do things with an excellent spirit. And the Bible teaches us to do things with all of our heart, right? With all of our might, with all of our strength. God teaches us to be intense with it, to be intentional with it and be deliberate and to be effective. Our assignment is to succeed for God. And yet so many of us are living in the world of chatter. Uh, everybody in here probably has a radio in your car. And uh, you have your favorite radio stations, if you use your radio, that you listen to. There's a reason that you dial into primarily probably one, if not two stations over all of the other dozens of stations that you could tune into because you're not interested in that other chatter. It's nothing to you. And when it's nothing to you, it's just chatter. And i tell you how you identify chatter in your spiritual walk with God when it has nothing to do with or any, uh, anything related to what God actually told you to do. Amen? If it has nothing to do with your assignment from God, then categorize it as chatter and just walk away from it. Rise above it and watch God use you in a mighty way. Can I get an amen? All right, let's stand to our feet. I'm done. Elijah, would you come up here and maybe uh, play on your guitar? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's do just as I am. And I'm going to give you an opportunity, every, every head bowed and every eye closed for just a minute. I'm enjoying having Elijah. This is... I'm going to have to take him home tonight, so I'm going to use him while he's here. Amen. Thank you. But as we stand tonight, uh, you're invited to come and pray there here, down here in the altar.
You can pray there in your seat if you're more, you're more comfortable with that. But I want you to seek the Lord with me tonight. And, uh, and, and maybe God's stirring in your heart to pick it back up again, whatever it is. Maybe you were discouraged sometime back from pursuing a dream or a vision that was inspired by God, a ministry that should have been birthed, something you could have done for God. And by the way, it don't have to be an official church-sanctioned event for it to be effective. It could be your personal ministry as long as you're doing it in the, in the guidelines of Scripture and under the uh, leadership of the Spirit. Maybe God's leading you, stirring your heart to rise above whatever has challenged you and held you back. Well, now's the time to talk to God about it and seek His will and seek His guidance and ask Him to help us to rise above in our talk and in our actions and in our heart and our spirits and our minds so that we can soar to new heights in Jesus.